Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our heroes were stopped by a military blockade, just outside of the toxic jungle. The Borgovian military forces the party out, and they are compelled to accept them as their escort. But an old suitor of Lola's past is among them, and somehow is more toxic than the fumes of the jungle. The party, in their expedition, comes under attack by the jungle's inhabitants. Pursued and then surrounded by fungal-infested ants, the party comes across a strange subterranean domain. Just what awaits them in this otherworldly space? Let's find out. in a mysterious room covered in this strange black glass on the walls. You know, these strange fungi grow all over the place. You know, they glow in different colors. They all have different patterns. It's almost like being underwater. It's kind of coral-like in a way. And you're now all at the bottom of this, this room. You know, there's like a glass ceiling from which you broke through. Congratulations on breaking the glass ceiling. Um, thank you, it was all me. Thank you. You know, you broke through that and that's how you're down here. It's about 30 feet down. So there were four doors. There was living quarters, administration, core, and biome. All right. So you're here. You're joined by your party members, Siegfried, Robin, Hildy, and Brock. You're also here with some of the members of the uh, military of Borgovia, who you hate, your former suitor, Philip, and a couple of his men. They've Who's actually... former suitor? Uh, your former suitor, Lola. Nice. And, uh, yeah, you're joined by him and some of his men. Uh, actually, a couple of them have fallen in the course of this evening. Uh, he's actually lost about half of them. He goes to one of his troops and he says, You, you have a communication device. He, he gestures to his, his, uh, one of his men. And he says, and he, you know, he nods and he's like, We lost one of our men. We only have one radio left. We have to be careful. If we lose him, we won't be able to get out of here. Let's split up and look for clues. <laughs> Seems like a, a never, never fail plan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Definitely not split up and look for clues. Um, we can look for clues together. I think administration sounds the most interesting of all of the mm. uh, options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably was more. So I should mention again. Let me just. <laughs> I should mention. I should reiterate, frankly, uh, that the biomes door is the only one that is technically open because the uh, fungal and uh, the fungal growth on it has actually jammed the door open. The other doors appear to be closed, but you haven't tried them or touched them or anything. Yeah, Josh will... Uh, Let's go administrate. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I, I do believe after that encounter with uh, that uh, enormous assassin bug... And all the and ants. That, <laughs> that, that army of giant ants, I think perhaps we should avoid biome, for, at least for the time being. It's, it's nice to have peace from the uh, outside world and explore this new bizarre world that's fine you all begin walking towards the door for administration there's kind of like a tumorous sort of fungal growth there you know it like oozes like a reddish pus that's almost kind of like blood like a bloodish jelly it's not it's very disconcerting uh but as you walk uh one of you drifter steps on something that cracks and you look down at your feet and you see a skull and you see bones all right well that's a that's a good sign right guys (laughs) Yeah, that's been some um, uh, kind of effective administrating. I don't think that's going to stop Drifter. I think he's just going to kind of pile through that. Yeah. I think probably I'll, not to step on bones. I'll okay. daintily walk around it, but as I'm walking around it, I think, I mean, can I tell that it's... You'd have to roll a check of, of something. Okay. So investigation. Or in, investigation. Just roll a 1d20. That's bad. Um, yeah, 13. You can surmise that it was humanoid. That's about it. It's pretty old. Seems it doesn't have any horns or anything. No. On the skull. It just okay. appears to be a skull, but Drifter has stepped on it and broken part of it. Okay. Well, I'll just kind of lift my skirts and walk around it carefully. Okay. Yeah. There's also something else nearby. There's a chair. It's been kind Great. of crusted over by a 
by a, by some of the fungal infestation, but it's it's like glued to the floor almost. What kind of chair are we talking? A metal chair. Metal. Okay, good. It just seems out of place in the area. It's the only one in the entire room. Okay. Uh, Josh is going to take a closer look at this bizarre chair. Okay. Like I said, it's covered in this fungal growth. Why don't oh. you roll? Oh, no, please go ahead. Oh, yeah. That's a solid unmodified eight. It's a chair. Awesome. <laughs> Glad Thank you, Josh, for investigating that. Everyone. Place. I actually wasn't going to make you roll for that, but. Oh. Siegfried, have you ever seen a, a chair quite like this? It's not. <laughs> Jesus, guys, come on. What? It's just a metal chair. You. All what's I... up with the chair? Oh. <laughs> All I wanted to illustrate. The chair is, you know, like I said, it's a metal chair. It's covered in this fungal infestation. The only other thing that you could really glean from it is that it seems severely battered. As if it had been thrown against something multiple times. That's it. I think we're in WrestleMania, I guess. You are in WrestleMania. <laughs> so you open the door to administration. You have to kind of, uh, you know, there's no handle on it. So you kind of like search around for something. Eventually you find like a button on the side of it, you know, like an elevator would have. You press the button, nothing happens. You keep pressing it, not, nothing whatsoever happens. Darn. <laughs> you could try forcing the door open if you so desire. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think that's a great idea. All right, just roll a strength check for me. Just a 1d20 plus your strength. It's a solid seven. Lola, can you please help? <laughs> oh, of course, dear. I'm known for my brawn. Yes. Uh, so I get behind the two of these oafs. That's, that's a negative one modifier, right, in your strength? Just I do have a negative one modifier in strength. Great. That's a five. So, so Brock comes over to help. <laughs> so Brock comes over to help you, Drifter, since you can't seem to do it. He says, out of the way, old man. He uh, opens the door. Wow. He pries it open. And inside there seems to be a shaft where you would expect to see an elevator. But it's just, there's no elevator. It just goes down. Doesn't go up? Nope. Well, Josh, I think this is about the time that you jumped down. <laughs> right? This is quite up your alley. <laughs> or down your chute, rather. Oh, Josh will uh, silently walk away from the situation. Oh, darling, I'm just joking. You know I like to tease, but I, I try to. <laughs> Josh will not respond oh, no. to the teasing. Oh, Damn, that's cold. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like look my pick my head and like look up and down and see if I see anything. You can see like uh, cords, you know, running up and down. Other than that, it's pretty dark. I am, I'm gonna assume that you guys have lights at this point. And you're shining them down there. At the very bottom, you do see the top of an elevator. Philip goes to you and, and says snarkily, you know, we have a rope. And he, uh, he takes the rope. They tie it to just a nearby place. And they, you know, begin descending. Uh, Drifter is not going to follow them. Okay. Yes, I, I too think I'm going to peer down from above. Josh will follow. <laughs> Great. All right. Cameras is an elevator, can you? Cannot resist. Uh, you go down the elevator. Uh, they have to bust open the top of it, and they uh, get inside, and they have to pry open yet another door. And you're met with a strange room. The second that you open the door, it is flooded with water, uh, up to your almost up to your knees. This room that you're in itself is also flooded with water, and strange kind of algae grows all over the place and on the walls. It looks like stores, to, from your point of view. They're like these glass windows for buildings. There's two doors, one on the left, one on the right. There's like a slit in the back of the wall, in the far back of the room, just like a rectangular slit that seems open. Uh, below that is a window. That's basically what you see in here so far. Josh will uh, call up the uh, elevator hole to inform Drifter and Lola. Uh, it's a bunch of wet stores down here and uh, move to investigate. Okay. What would you two like to do since you didn't head down? Well, are, uh, who are we joined by? I would say that the rest of the party is setting up with you guys. Drifter is still not going to go down the rope. Okay, so Drifter, what would you like to do? Uh, he's probably going to mess with the biome because he doesn't want to embarrass himself uh, on the other doors. Okay. Um, so he's going to walk toward the biome. Um, you head towards the biome. It kind of resembles what's above upstairs somewhat. Robin, would you care to join me down there? It sounds like it's rather fascinating. And it would always use your help. Yeah, I think I've had just about enough of getting eaten by uh, killing insects, so I think I'll go down to uh, the shopping area instead. Yeah. Then there might be, like, killer fish. I'm 
I'm reconsidering my options. Um, <laughs> oh, come on down. You already said yes. Yeah, she agrees to go down. Basically, everybody but the part of Brock and Drifter have decided to stick together, making my job harder. So everybody who's downstairs and the administration area, what would you like to do? It's like this kind of scummy area. I look sadly at my boots as they're... Yeah, they're ruined. Oh. Oh. No, this water is a lot more Frankly, it's, it's threatening your, uh, frank- frankly, it's threatening your dress as well. Mm, well, I'm hitching it up as far as I can. I mean, as, you know, dignity allows, mm. decency allows. So are there shops? Like yeah, there shops? were there were previously shops here. I mean, they like... Are there any, like, wares? Yeah. Like, there was, still? like, there's like, a place that was advertising itself as, like, a clothing stop, shop. Oh, well, I'll pop in. You pop in. You know, the front of it is basically broken in. Mm-hmm. Like, the water has just has just crashed through the glass. Oh, God. Uh, you walk inside. You know, inside you find everything is the same. This, like, uh, white one-piece kind of uh, suit made of some material you're not particularly familiar with. You put your hand on it. It's kind of waxy. They somehow, you know, other than being a little grimy, they seem to have, like, withstood time pretty well. Hmm. Is there one that might in any way suit my form? No, none of them look like they were made for anything other than, like, elves Hmm. or humans. Edgar! I, uh, I call Edgar over and I think, just for a little souvenir. Are you looking for any other souvenirs from the other shops? Oh, what else is there? Well, there seems to be kind of like a place that's kind of like a souvenir shop in a way. Oh. It has like little strange knickknacks. You yeah, know? I guess this would help us find out exactly where we are. Good. So, yeah. Um, anything in particular? Should I, Investigation, I suppose? Yeah, that'd be great. Eight? Well, the only things you can particularly find looking around the room is a kind of worn poster that says, Welcome to, and then you can't see what it says, unfortunately. Oh. Is there a snow globe? I love snow globes. I do love snow globes. No, but there's like a strange little uh, like figure of like a person hmm. wearing like a like a dress and kind of like wobbles back and forth. Oh, well, that must be sweet. Robin, is there anything in particular that interests you? Yeah, uh, getting out of here as fast as possible. So, Chosh, you mm-hmm. uh, go haphazardly opening the door on the right uh, with no regard for what it is. You find the door to be locked. Chosh will turn around and look at the left door and try and go through that one that door is also locked chosh will stand stoically in stoically stoically it is stoic josh will stand stoic oh please don't uh so you attempt both of the doors finding them both locked you just kind of stand there so drifter you make your way through this hall uh it's kind of like a microcosm of what you've seen above except in an enclosed space as you continue to walk down, you are met with three different doors above which there are labels of jungle, tundra, and temperate. Jeff is going to turn to the one labeled jungle. Okay. You uh, enter into that room. It's, it's still held open. You find uh, kind of like a dome-shaped building. Yeah, so you're inside this dome about 30 feet high, almost identical to the environment that you saw up above. So you see similar plant life. That's all you seem to notice from just a cursory look. Well, I'll take another look with an investigate. Just to see what I see. Sure, just roll a perception check, actually. Perception is better. Uh, That's 14. Well, the thing that you find the most odd, I guess, is that there is a large tree that is set in the center. There seems to be somewhat of a berth between that and the rest of the room. Almost like it's giving it space. All right. We'll just walk toward the tree kind of cautiously, looking around. You're not only trusting the plants. Okay, it's a heavily knotted tree. You know, it's almost like... You can almost see, like, features of, like, a face into it. So... He's just gonna kind of look around and look at it, and ne- really not do much. Maybe just maybe just hang out, take a quick snooze on, under the tree. <laughs> in your limited <laughs> in your limited time of oxygen that you all have, you know, uh, yeah, you, take a t- you take a little nap. Oh yeah, we do. We are still wearing the suits. Yeah, I mean, he's in he's in a, a jungle that's probably got some sort of air supply. I mean, the doors are obviously open, so that's. I don't not, know. Uh, you haven't checked. You hang out with Brock. Uh, I would say Brock during this time is kind of just like fucking around for the most part. You know? He's taking his hammer. He's going over towards like, you know, various, you know, mushrooms. And he's just kind of like golf swinging them, you know, just knocking them across the room. Spores go all over the place. Uh, so Drifter's going to say, hey, my my, my guess swing with that. He says, yeah, sure. Uh, hey, bet I can hit it back into the other room. Uh, and you know what? Why don't you just roll? Uh, I do ath- <laughs> athletics. Yeah. Uh, 17. That's pretty good. I actually did roll a 20. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately for you, you know, you're not really equipped. You do pretty well, considering you don't use a hammer. 
you, you know, it's pretty fair shot. It says, ah, you hooked a little bit at the end. I mean, you got a good swing, good form. You know, old man like you, you know, got a natural golf tendency. No worries. No worries. Uh, so going back to the rest of you, uh, Siegfried comes in. He says, uh, here, Josh, let me, you know, there's no need to be frustrated. Uh, let me have a look at the, let me have a look at those doors. Um, and he goes over and he, they're locked, Siegfried. So, so yes, you yeah. can't get through. They're locked. Well, every locked door is just a different uh, opportunity to open it. Um, and he's going to try to unlock the door. Um, yeah, he pops it open. He pops up the door and says, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm sure you, you like you said, you, you, you loosened it. No worries. No oh, worries, Josh. Splendid job, Siegfried. He takes like a little bow. Um, you know, Hildy, Hildy's <laughs> clapping politely. You know, she, you know, she's pretty short. Mm-hmm. This is like up to her waist. Oh, like no. the water. She's, you know, she's a halfling. Oh, dear. Um, but Hildy, yeah. are you quite all right wading through this water? She says, oh, well, uh, if, if someone wouldn't mind, uh, like, um, maybe carrying oh. me, I would have really appreciated it. It's, you know, pretty, pretty deep. Um, Hildy, you can get on top of uh, good little Edgar there. Uh, he, okay. can, he can uh, swim you to safety. Okay. Well, she's on top of him. How so, does she react? Um, kind of apprehensively. She's not really sure what the heck this <laughs> thing is. <still. laughs> it's okay. He likes being pet right by the zipper. So inside this room, you find you know a variety of lockers. You see something like another door. It just says supplies on it. Are there any open doors? Uh, yeah, there are. Oh, well, let's peer through them. Okay. You look inside. You find just hangers, basically. Um, you find a, a similar suit to what you found before, uh, except this one is, uh, you know, it's very faded, but it's like a yellowish color. We would have to roll something if you want to find something of interest. Yeah, that's 21. Okay. Investigation. So you look at the uniform. That's what you figure out it was. It's actually a uniform in this mm-hmm. particular instance. And there's something that says on the front of it, maintenance. Hmm. And on the back, it says Eden 5. Eden 5. Yes. Other than that, though, I will say you find a variety of things. Uh, it seems like a lot of gardening equipment you know rakes um you find like these kind of canisters of like strange liquids you know that's what you see in here but there might be more of that in the supplies as well Siegfried, do you recognize what eden five what that could be i i have no idea i've never heard of it before hildy uh, no i've never heard of anything like that josh is gonna walk right up to that canister with the liquid in it mm-hmm. and he's gonna stick the very tip of his glove in there place a finger of the glove in there you draw it out. There's like a strange bright green liquid in it. That's all you can see. Nothing visually happens. Okay. Just that your finger is now wet with this. So it, it doesn't hurt. It Not doesn't. that you're aware of, no. I'm going to rub it off on the wall. There's a response, actually. From uh, the liquid? Yeah. Well, no, there's a response on the wall. Oh. Like I said before, this room is kind of covered with this algae and, you know, the fungal growth. Yeah. Uh, upon touching it to the wall, it starts dying. I- immediately? Yeah, almost immediately. Hmm. This could be useful. Let's take some. This is clearly <laughs> some kind of poison. I don't know if we should have it around. Yes, but it would help us exploring this area. It would help us die. Uh, I think Philip at this point says, Now, I think actually Lola has a point. This could be quite useful. Boys, grab a few of those no, canisters. No, 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 no. I'll take a canister. You may not take another. Unfortunately for you, like I mentioned before, I'm the one in charge of this operation. Josh will stand in between Philip and Lola and say, now I think we can compromise here, and no one takes the poison. I intimidate this fool. Okay, roll. And I say, as I glare at him, I say, it must mean a lot to you to be in charge of something in your pathetic little life. Whoa. Eleven. Philip draws a knife. He doesn't place it on you. He places it right in the cord of your respirator, basically, connecting it to the back of you. And he says, now we're not going to have another problem like that, are we? Chash is going to use a spell of his. Ooh. He's going to use command. Okay. And he is going to command Philip with the divine powers that be yeah. to As- drop his weapon into the liquid. Okay. Uh, I will say he fails. And uh, yeah, he drops his weapon into the liquid. Nothing happens to the weapon. He looks at you all with disdain. And he just turns to the next room with the rest of his men. I glance to uh, Josh and say, thank you, dearie. Drifter. So you're kind of just playing games. You've just been kind of messing around with rocks. At this point, you're basically playing like a game of soccer. You're just both kicking something between the two of you since you only had one hammer to share. You know, and eventually uh, Brock in his 
all his wisdom kicks it too far and it sails off somewhere into like a thick patch of like this jungly fungus area. Do you go after it? Yeah. Uh, you go to pick up like this large kind of bulbous spore that you guys have been kicking around haphazardly and you uh, find there almost next to where the ball got hit was a uh, skeleton. And this one is wearing a like yellow one piece outfit. And on the back of it, you can see part of it says ED, but the rest of it is kind of... Con- uh, Brock, uh, you know, maybe maybe we should uh, should head back now. Yeah? Sick of getting beaten? Oh, I could, I could, I could uh, take you up and down the field all day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, the other group's probably, probably uh, looking for us. And Yeah, I suppose. Probably getting sick of uh, missing these good looks. Uh, he gestures to his mask-covered face. Um, says, yeah, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah, you should wear that mask more often. It's a good look for you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he, he, like, gives you, like, a punch on the shoulder, uh, as you walk. Uh, I'm gonna go to the elevator and call down. Hello down there. Uh, how's everything? Uh, you could roll a perception check. 11. Perception is plus what? Perception. Wisdom. Wisdom. I have flat 16. Uh, yeah, you hear him. Josh will, uh, kind of walk out into the hall and say, it's very, still very wet. We found some poison. So there's another door down there. Uh, Jerfter, do you want to come down with him? No. Okay. <laughs> totally respect that. It is gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the rest of you, having you know, examined the supply area, have gone to the, uh, the next door, and Siegfried goes to try to unlock that, and he does. You know, you of course didn't, he does. You didn't, you didn't look super close to this door, but there's also a, kind of a, a black, uh, black glass right next to it as well. Well, he opens this door, and inside, you know, there's like a stairway, and he, you know, they go, they start walking in, and um, at the end of it, there seems to be kind of like a, an area, like a waiting line. Like, there's a velvet rope that goes and zigzags back and cross to, you know, make people wait in line. There seems to be like a desk at the end of this uh, room, and there seems to be a door, and it just says supervisor above it. You also see something else of particular interest. This room is filled with dead bodies. Oh, oh, cool. oh, open up just, with that. Just, just replete with skeletons all over the place. Oh, goodness. Uh, what do the skeletons appear to be of? Roll. That is an 18. Using your wonderful knowledge of your own anatomy, these all appear to be human skeletons. Human skeletons. Every single one. All right. I look at my friends and I say, the bodies in this room are unclean. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, what? 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 P- pardon? What? They're of a unreputable sort. And I glance to Siegfried. Uh, he shrugs. They look... Are they cursed? You could say that. They're... And, and Chash will kind of like lean in to, to Lola's ear and say, They're like me. They're like Siegfried. I see. I'm, I'm going to put a hand on, on your shoulder. Just... Josh will not quite understand what the gesture is meant to, <laughs> to, do, do to you accomplish. Do you, Bradley, not understand? Oh, I personally okay. absolutely understand, no. but Josh is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So, you, uh, what do you guys do? I imagine the supervisor might have something to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Terrible <laughs> supervision. Terrible job. You um, go to the door. Mm-hmm. It, for, strangely enough, seems to be open. And you open that door. I open it? Yeah. Lola. Oh, oh, oh. You, you asked him. Okay. Uh, right. Inside the room, you oh. find yourself in the room that was behind the glass at the end of the hall before, right below that black slit. You know? It overlooks the entire atrium. There's a desk, you know, a fine, mm-hmm. strangely fine wooden desk. Mm-hmm. There's large black uh, glass on the, on the back of the room that appears to be uh, cracked. And there is a skeleton hunched over the desk. And there is a strange sort of mechanical device that's there. And you can see that the man is clutching something. Though it's very macabre. Yeah. I think I will step forward very, very slowly. Okay. And uh, perhaps lift his hand. Underneath it, you find... Bone finger by bone finger. All right. You do that. 
you know, as you do so, they're very delicate. You break one off almost. Ah! Oh. The whole body falls o- over, ah! giving you a little fright. Oh, God. And underneath it is a key that's in a hole. Like it was turned. Would you like to do anything? Lola, is there more poison in there? I glance around. No, doesn't appear to be. I mean, there's like there's like vents in like the walls. Uh, Could you roll an insight check? It's a nineteen. All I was going to say (laughs) was that it seems fairly obvious that the key has something to do with the key clearly activates something. Okay, keys activate doors. Yeah. So it's very strange to see it on a panel, but perhaps I'll. In the spirit of adventure, uh, uh, lodge the key back into its hole and shift it. You turn the key. The room is immediately illuminated from behind, from the black glass before. Immediately, you, you begin hearing the sound of air going through the vents. Drifter, up above, a similar thing happens. You hear fans activate. Some of the fungus kind of blows in a light breeze. The elevator um, that you guys have had pressed before seems to kind of spring to life. Everything yeah. seems to be turning on. Uh, Josh, did did you do that? No. Uh, you can't I'm, actually hear him. He's too far. Oh. <laughs> you, hear, and you hear nothing. Most interesting of all, water starts pouring from above the window, you know, like in a waterfall. Into Turn it that was, into, into the area that was flooded. The wall that is, what are all these lights? The wall that is now illuminated uh, shows a map. Oh. And you can tell just by looking at it. Mm-hmm. That it seems to be the continental map of the world as you know it. but As we know it? As you know it, yeah. But there seems to be something off. There's markings on it on places that don't make sense. There's no, there, None of the landmarks seem to be the same. There's mm-hmm. no cities that are labeled. There's five places that are labeled. All of them have the name Eden and each with a number. Eden 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. As water is flowing, it's flowing very quickly, right? Yeah, mildly. Mildly. Um, it's a large room, but uh, over I, there. I'll, I'll I'll turn the key in just a moment, and um, Edgar, um, and uh, I have him come over, and I fetch from my my bag, and a pen and paper, and I hastily jot down what I see, the the general p- pinpoints. Well, I think of note, you should see that on each of the Edens, there's another word under each of them. Mm. It either says offline or online, and in fact, only two of them say online. One of them Which one? is the one you're in, Eden Five. Okay. Would you at least surmise that's where you are? I suppose. And the other one appears to be far out in the middle of the ocean. Oh. It's Eden 4. It's online? Yes. All the other ones what are... What line? I don't know. There are lines? What line? There's, But most interestingly of all is the location of Eden 1, which appears to be dead center in the continent, the center of the Golden City. The capital? Yes. And then you hear a voice. Ah! Hello, and thank you for reactivating me. Ah! I am your personal assistant, Eve. How may I help you? Help! Stop! <laughs> what? <laughs> magic! Magic! Um, 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 I, uh, detect magic. Ah. There is no magic. What is this? Um. What does anyone else want to help? do? Help! <laughs> yeah, cha- uh, does the, the, the Chash hear this from outside? Uh, yeah, you're, you're, I would actually assume you guys are all in the same room. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. So then uh, Chosh is going to uh, perhaps very ex- uh, stereotypically uh, take out his sword and sort of hold his shield up and say, show yourself. Uh-oh, I'm detecting high levels of aggression. Please, calm down. Chosh, Chosh will do, do, do like a deep breath exercise and go. Like, um, perception check. Windows. Uh, there must be some kind of um, sure. uh, yeah. a pipe uh, yeah. from which the sound is yeah. emanating. 20, not 20. Uh, there's no pipes. Pipe vents. There's kind of like small, there's kind of like a thing that's like a pipe. It's small in the ceiling, just many tiny, tiny holes, but it couldn't possibly be coming from that. But oh. there is something of particular interest where you would Im- imagine this is coming from a large orb is in the atrium and it's looking through the window it has a large red eye ah. and it's just looking in at you it says it seems that the facility has been offline for 457 years i'm gonna just turn the key okay this is too much uh before you do that it says please do not turn the key ah. i am detecting foreign contaminant inside of the facility 
If you turn me off now, I will not be able to contain it. Open Sick the pod bay doors. <laughs> Come open to my speech. I'm George one of us. Uh, Drifter. You you hear this? You hear all the? You just hear the voice of this strange disembodied voice. You don't hear any of the other conversation. You just hear this with Brock, and he says, "Uh, uh, what's going on?" Oh, uh, hello. Anyone hear me down there? Hello. Nobody responds to you. What do you think, Brock? Should we head down? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they could be in danger. All right, I'll go first. Uh, you know, age and beauty before the gestures to Brock. <laughs> All right, you go first. <laughs> Uh, you go down into this room. You see up at the back of the room is a waterfall. You don't see the room that they're in because it's concealed behind the waterfall now. And the room is slowly filling with water, ever so slightly. Seems like it's not draining properly. You don't see anybody. Well, this doesn't look great. You do see two open doors, one to the left and right. Uh, and I see the orb. You do see the orb looking at the waterfall. You're in the middle of the room. Uh, anybody out there? Oh. Do we hear them? Uh, I would actually say you do not hear him. Uh, but the eye turns and looks at you. And it says, Hello, yes, I am here. Who are you? Hello, I am Eve. Hi, Eve. Hello, how may I assist you today? Do you know where my group is? I'm afraid you'll have to be more specific. Have you seen anyone? Yes. Uh... What do you do? I administer the facility. What is the facility? Well, this is Eden 5. What's the goal of Eden 5? Eden 5 is a preservation shelter. All right. This was all inside of your instruction manual upon moving in. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, of course. I just uh, misplaced that. Uh, My mistake. It is all right. I will have another built to your room. What is your residency number? Uh... Yeah, let me get back to you on that. I, I just got to talk to my friend for a second. Roll a deception check. Straight five. Ooh, that's pretty deceptive. I'm sorry, but I need a residency number before I can terminate conversation. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in uh, room 62. 62. A, B, or C? A. Very well. Thank you, Mr. Montgomery. <laughs> we will bill you another entry brochure. Yes, thank you, Eve. Um, I should get going. Uh, thank you. Eve? Yes? What do you... You you said as you appeared that you would help us? Yes. Very well. Um, would you be so kind as to um, turn off the water? Certainly. The water turns off. Oh. <laughs> Phew. That, that is a bit better. No, we won't turn this... We won't turn the key, then. Very well. I appreciate that. It seems that there is an issue with my filtering systems. Where could we locate that? Hmm. I'm afraid you will need higher access to do that. Please present your access code. Can I investigate the supervisor? Sure. That's a 22. Oh, baby. Um, yeah, you shuffle around through his belongings and his person. Through his ribcage. Uh, mm-hmm. And you pull out a card. Okay. And it has a number on it. And you recite the number to him. Mm-hmm. To her. Sorry. And she responds. Six, five... Seven, three, two? Thank you very much, Supervisor Johnson. Your access code is granted. Oh, good. Let's do the drain thing. Tell Uh, me that. I I need a refresher. There are maintenance tunnels located within the core. The core? Yes, it is one of the four areas of the facility. Oh, 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 I know that. I am Supervisor Johnson. Yes, you are. I will go to the core now. Thank you very much. Do I need It seems any that there is a variety of infestations. In actuality, I am having difficulty venting air throughout the facility. I may need your authorization to initiate extreme measures to rid the contaminant. Do we know the nature of this contaminant? It is unclear, but the origin seems to be coming from the biomes. They house all sorts of different forms of vegetation and ecology from the world before. Oh? It appears that there is a foreign contaminant or leak which has caused an outgrowth of the biome. Which, uh, which of the three? There appears to be a leak in jungle biome. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, splendid, Eve. Yes. I will go to the core. Supervisor Johnson, that is me. I will go. Thank you. With we my look- crew of 
maintenance men? She brought up, Eve, that is, brought up the world before. Can I do a religion check? Because that sounds kind of similar to something in my religion. Sure. sure. 11 plus 2, that's 13. Um, I mean, uh, the only story that you recall is that, you know, the story you recited before about humans, you know, existing beforehand. Right. Um, and then kind of like a purge of the humans. Uh, but as your description said, they were rudimentary people, uh, like barbarians, frankly. Okay, so th- this doesn't add up then. This wouldn't be. No, that. no, not at all. Okay. Drifter, dear, did you catch all that? Uh, you guys certainly have been eventful down here. Um, mm. n- yeah. Uh, you going to the core now? Indeed. Supervisor Johnson shall march to that core. All right. For what purpose? At to drain the uh, to to relieve us of this water i suppose or to get out of here i mean are perhaps? we staying down here long i mean we could why don't we just crawl out on the top uh <laughs> philip says something he says to you no i'm quite interested in seeing this core myself i'll actually accompany you if you aren't willing to cooperate at this point i'll be forced to have my men open fire because you can't do it yourself you coward I've already alerted the remainder of our forces that we are located here in the forest. They will be arriving soon enough to help clear the area above. Mm-hmm. Now. Very well. You may join us. All right. Uh, you guys head back up. Uh, why don't you all roll a perception check? Ten. Seven. Sixteen. You notice uh, one of Philip's men kind of bumps into Chosh. Do you watch yourself? He like puts his hands up like, oh, I'm sorry. And then Drifter's going to be like, uh, Lola, Lola, what do, you, what do you got there? What's that liquid? Seems like it's some kind of fungal side. I, I think we better take that with us. Yep. All right. Uh, so you guys are back up into the main room with the four different doors that you were there before. What do you guys go? You just go all go to the core? What is going on? So I turn to Brock first and say, Brock, let's, let's, let's take another look at that tree. Yeah, sure. So Drifter, Hildy, Brock, and Robin go with two of... Philip's men, a guy with a flamethrower and a guy with a rifle, while Chosh, Lola, Philip, and Siegfried go with one of Philip's other men to the core. Okay? So we're going to start off with, uh, we're going to start off with the, uh, with the core. You know, you press the button, uh, a similar elevator comes, you go inside, you go down for much longer than before, and you exit into a circular kind of silo. And over here, below you, seems to be a very, very far drop. The walls here are made of metal panels. You're walking on kind of like a metal railing. Some of it has been rusted away in parts, making it kind of dangerous to walk on. In fact, there's a whole patch of it that seems to have fallen off, making it necessary to jump at one point. And in the center of this room is a circular platform with another walkway leading off to another room. But in the circular platform in the middle of this is like a tower. And there seems to be all sorts of wires and cords running from it. And there seems to be like another like red eye and another one of these iridescent panels from before that you saw. Hello, Eve. Hello. Supervisor Johnson here. Um, let's fix the drainage system, shall we? Certainly. Please proceed into the room at the end of the hall. There's an area of the panel that's fallen off, but... Considering you're in you no know, particular danger, it's fairly easy to jump over the gap mm-hmm. in the walkway. Um, you do that, and you pass what you have now come to believe is Eve and into this room. Inside mm-hmm. this room, you don't see any um, like pathways or anything like that. You see large tanks with a symbol on it that you don't recognize, but just the words that say caution on all of them, and in varying degrees of color. One of them is yellow, one of them has like a red dot, one of them is an orange dot. There's a lot of these. And you can see that two of them are empty, but four of them are still full. There's like a gauge on them. And then Eve says to you, please release the valves on containers two and three, and I will be able to kill the infestation. In the meantime, in the biome. Uh, Drifter's going to, you know, more cautiously and with his group, walk back into the jungle. Mm -hmm. You hold the jug of liquid that uh, will supposedly be harmful to these plants kind of you know yeah. apprehensively and walk over to the to the tree in the middle okay and say eve are you in there you don't hear anything uh he's gonna kind of go up to the tree and, and put a hand on it uh nothing seems to happen you just press the, you put your hand against the tree one of the men says to you come on let's get started and he takes out his flamethrower 
and he uh, starts burning some of the area. Um, and then you hear a large moan that shakes the entire room. Uh, Drifter's going to run to the guy running a flamethrower and kind of try to stop the flames. Okay. Yeah, you got, you like wrestle with the guy. Why don't you just roll? That's going to be a 13. So you, you stop him, uh, but you're kind of like wrestling with him. And he's like saying, get off of me. What are you doing? And then a voice speaks in a deep voice and it says to you, what are you doing? Drifter has no idea, has never seen anything like this. Oh, oh, a talking tree. Ah, uh, that's, uh, oh. Uh, and Hildy kind of faints. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> uh, hello? Yes, please leave. What are you? My name is Long Lost. That's a weird name. <laughs> My name is unimportant. <laughs> All right, unimportant. <laughs> he is a dad, so he has yeah. some dad jokes in there. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got some dad jokes lined up. Don't worry. <laughs> Leave this place. So what? How is? Or she knows. Who is she? Eve. Let's let's back out of here. Sure. You start backing your way out of the room. Um. He says, "Don't let her kill." Me, her fault, all of this. Uh, Drifter's gonna run to the core. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, try to get the attention of of his group. Here, here's the thing: you uh, press the button on the core's elevator a lot, but uh, it's not coming. Uh, <gasps> guys, guys, wait! Don't don't listen to Eve. Yeah, nobody can hear you. Just the people with you. Please, if you wouldn't mind, open the canisters. Yeah, uh, Josh will uh, go over and uh, turn that valve. And then as he turns it, uh, ask Eve, this won't hurt Drifter, will it? I'm sorry, I don't have a resident named Drifter. This won't hurt Mr. Montgomery, will it? Oh, no. The toxin should only be toxic towards the infestation. Awesome. And then Josh will uh, turn that valve all the way. Okay. You hear hissing. Um, and you hear, and you can see like an orangish powder flowing through the vents in this room. And Drifter, you see an orangish powder fl- going through the vents in in the room you're in. Yeah, that's all. That seems to be what's happening. Uh, whenever it touches any of this fungus, though, that you see in your room, Drifter, it's not killing it at all. In fact, it's if anything, making it worse. Luckily, you're all wearing gas masks still. Yes. I'm gonna uh, turn that other valve. Uh, Josh, perhaps we should go easy on the. Uh you know, turning the valves. I mean, what are we even doing here? We. I don't know. I'm just listening to the... <laughs> I know. She has a beautiful voice. Please, if you wouldn't mind, you still have not turned valve one. All right, I'm going to turn valve one. No, Josh, perhaps we should wait. I, if, I, I, well, this is maybe out of Uh-oh, control. Uh-oh, I am detecting high levels of aggression. Uh, Eva, I'm going to walk on over to that eyeball and say, uh, no, dearie, we are just deliberating. Uh, Roll a perception check. 15? You notice there's something inside the eyeball. What is it? A strange red viscous something. Something that looks very similar to the thing around Siegfried's neck. The thing you're looking for. Siegfried? Siegfried? Uh, yes? D- dear, come on over here for a moment. I uh, just need you to take a quick look. He, he sees it. He says, oh. Um, he, he goes and he whispers to you distractor all right guys i'm turning that valve now oh josh 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 um eve uh eve i just wanted you to what is the time he turns the valve she doesn't answer your question she waits for a few seconds says hmm it seems like that valve isn't working properly uh are you sure you turned it fully you you have you have turned it fully yeah josh will kind of like stand there you think i don't know how to turn a valve Hmm. eve eve uh, what is the time? I am Supervisor Johnson, and I need to know the time. We don't need no time. What I need to Josh. know is where this thing gets off, thinking Siegfried, I don't know how Josh. to turn a valve. Mm. Siegfried, get Josh. It seems I'm going to have to resort to more physical means in order to engage this aspect. Um, Physical, you're a disembodied voice. starts with you drifter um you hear this voice saying all those same things you don't hear their their responses and then suddenly from the walls kind of like panels burst forth kind of like 
arms, but with claws. Um, and there would, there would, it looks like there would have been five of these things, but, uh, two of them seems to have been broken off. So only three actually emerge. Um, and you see these emerge from the walls. You hear like a buzzing, like something is charging up almost. All right. Well, he's going to pull another card. All right, do it. Seven of hearts. You gain a 30 foot vertical leap. <laughs> nice. You can just jump straight up out of the hole now. Is that real? That's what the card says. Oh my God. Well, I don't think he's going to leap out of the hole just yet, considering there's now these uh, creatures. Arms. Yeah. And he's once he's with people. So he's going to, I guess that doesn't take account as a... That's a bonus action. Bonus action. Got it. So he's going to shoot with his revolver at one of these mechanical beasts. 23. Okay, roll for damage. Uh, that's going to be 11 damage. Uh, you bust off the hand of one of the... Uh these robot arms, but the arm is still there, so it can still hit you with it. Um, yeah, I'd say that one of them swings at you violently. It's uh, actually going to hit you and knock you across the room. You slam into one of the walls, uh, shower of this, uh, the shower of one of these uh, monitors that you saw before. They were black before, but they have actually been illuminated in this room as well. And there's a shower of glass as you run into it. There's, you know, static as you bust through some of the wires and you take, uh, you take eight damage. Um, Robin's going to take out her, her bow and she's going to start shooting at it, but it just plinks off the metal outside. Uh, one of the soldiers is also going to shoot at one of these and he misses completely and the flamethrower has no effect basically at this point. Um, and Brock is carrying Hildy. So that goes us back into the core. In your room, Lola, a similar occurrence happens. You know, uh, three arms kind of burst from the walls just like in Drifter's room and they also make that strange noise and they seem to be going towards you all. Oh, are they just, like, l- crawling by the fingers and limping? No, not exactly. They're kind of connected to the ceiling in this case. Oh. So there's, like, oh, these so three... Oh, li- so literally my nightmares. Yeah, yeah, literally your nightmares. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh... Eve, this is disconcerting. Um, uh, I, I'm detecting levels of aggression in this room. I'm sorry, Supervisor Johnson, but your authority has been overridden that was quick it's a shame that we had to have this conversation a second time <laughs> oh no oh e oh e why you 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 hurt me so please just cooperate my only wish is to clean this entire facility Eve, it pains me to do this i cast witch's bolt that's 14 that is yep uh so like crackling electricity springs from my hand and i cast it not at the hands the meta- the, the metal hands like inching our way mm-hmm. uh but rather at the eye itself who i vaguely understand to be Eve. that's fair uh it does double damage in this particular instance three with two d12 that's pretty good you do add Ta-da! you do add your uh oh yeah intelligence with, um, intelligence Oh, okay. That's a total of six. Okay. Uh, you kind of blast the console, but it kind of shocks her. And then her voice just, all it really, really does is just change her voices. I'm sorry it had to come to this, Supervisor Johnson, but I'm afraid I have to take matters into my own hands. Josh, it's your turn. So I think what Josh is going to do is he's going to pick up, uh, he, he doesn't quite understand the situation, but I think he is going to pick up on that the hands were not attacked, the the, the weird orb was, mm-hmm. and he's not so dense that he hasn't figured out that the orb is, is, is sort of the crux of it all. So I think he's going to throw his shield, uh, Captain America style, uh, right into... Yeah, is that okay? Can we? Uh, is this sponsored by Marvel? I am so glad you said that. That is exactly the phrase I would use. Captain America... Yeah, that's, I, I was picturing... I think it's just a phrase that... Yeah. Yeah, we all understand. So, yeah, I was so, at Athena from uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. So Captain America will... Josh will throw his shield. <laughs> <laughs> Josh will throw his shield, Captain America style, right into that core. And... Uh, Roll 1d20. Okay. To hit it. 17. Okay, yeah, that hits. It deals 10 damage of fire damage because that's what was stored in it. Yeah, this, there's an explosion against the console. Your shield ricochets back into your hand. The console seems to be badly damaged and sparking, but uh, Eve still seems to be there. Philip takes his turn to run into the room that you were in with those canisters. You're not sure what he's doing. 
and Siegfried takes his turn with his saber, not the sword that he was gifted by the gods. Use the sword. And he uh, slices at one of the uh, hands, and he hits, and he will deal some damage. He deals, like, two damage. He kind of, like, slices at it, kind of just cuts it and moves it, and then kind of scatters it across the room, but it keeps coming back at him. Um, Yeah, that's going to move us back to Drifter's turn. What do you do? He's going to pick himself up. Uh, and he's gonna kind of he's gonna move toward the core doorway, um, and take a shot at one of the sure creatures. Why don't you roll? The Eleven. As you move towards the core door, you know you have to dodge out and under from two of the other arms that swing at you. You fire another shot, but it goes astray in your uh, attempts to you know kind of somersault over these arms. In the meantime, uh, Robin is going to forego her arrow and you know her bow and arrow, and she's just gonna start you know picking. She picks up that metal chair. Um, <laughs> yes um, she picks up that metal chair and she begins slamming it against one of the arms that's why we call her Rock and Robin um, yes she, we do she picks up the and chair we will. she picks up the chair she slams it against one of the arms but it's so badly damaged that it just breaks over the arm and the arm kind of the just, chair yeah she's just holding two of the legs <gasps> um, the arm just kind of turns and looks at her and it goes to zap her and it, it does yeah she gets she gets zapped and she goes unconscious and two of the other arms, one of which attacks one of the soldiers who continues to fire at it. He fires one shot into its eye as it's like there's like an eye in between the claw and it uh, kind of fizzles out and lands on the ground. The other one is attacking the man with the flamethrower and it tases him and he goes down as well. That puts us back at Lola's turn. What do you do? I'm going to take my trusty dagger and toss it or not toss it. I'm going to like throw it right into the core. Sure. Right. 21 <laughs> took me a moment. Roll a D4, please. Four. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Plus four. Eight. Plus four? Jeez. Plus four. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Um, Your dex. You're way more proficient with apparently stabbing things than with magic. It's very impressive. No, no, no. Throwing knife, too. That's true. Yeah, it's really. <laughs> yeah, it's you could have critically messed that up. Yeah, you really could have. You're just very impressive with physical weapons. Yeah, you know, you use old school magic. You take out a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you toss it dexterously straight into the eye of the uh, console, and you you hear it say "no" as it sparks and <laughs> starts blowing up somewhat. You know, um, and the arms that were moving towards you deactivate. The gas that was kind of being pumped stops. <laughs> the door opens that you were with Drifter. So what are you doing now? What is, Drifter? Are you doing anything with that thirty foot vertical He's- leap? No, he's okay. gonna, he's gonna run into the core room, okay, uh, to see what's happening. And uh, now that he's noticed, it's de- deactivated. Yeah, I mean, you go down. The elevator doesn't work right now. Uh, you can descend the elevator shaft with like rope. Oh, um, yeah, I guess that's, that's fine. Or yeah. with your thirty foot vertical leap, you can jump I from will side jump, to side. I'll jump down. You jump down with your thirty foot vertical leap. <laughs> How are those ankles doing? Oh, they're they're perfectly fine. Toned. Oh, <laughs> you you arrive down. Just in time to see Siegfried reaching into a console and scooping up into a salt, small little jar a red liquid, and he, you know, he holds it up, you know, and like shakes it around, and he uh, begins affixing it to his necklace. All right. Well, uh, Drifter's gonna just gonna turn to everyone. You know, what 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 happened? What happened? She just like snapped on us. Like we were totally by her side. Josh was at her bidding. I was opening valves for her and she did not care she for was it. Particularly rude to Josh, I uh, might say. And how is Philip? Did Philip notice uh oh. notice you I haven't even noticed. It's interesting you bring up Philip because he just walks out from the other door, uh kind of like awkwardly walking, you know? You know, like not moving one of his legs a lot. What you know? an excellent leader you are, Philip. Really, so brave of you to flee the moment mm-hmm. a fight begins. Yeah, it uh, sure is. Yep, you guys sure showed me. Uh huh. All right, let's go, guys. How did you manage to get hurt when you weren't even here in the room? Oh, I don't know. It just must have tripped or something. Um, let's go, guys. Let's go. We don't have time. Um, you gotta insight go. to clearly know that he's lying. Sure. Oh, I don't know if that's even. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Nine. I'm also just going to say, Chosh is dumb, but he's not an idiot. I was going to roll before you brought it up. So can I sure. make a... That's 14. My insight is zero, so it's just 14. Kind of acts like a guy who's trying to hide physically something. All right, Chosh doesn't like Philip very much, so he's going to walk right up to him, uh, channeling his old uh, security guard days. Uh, 
Ah, <laughs> uh, that's canon. And Drift, Drift is, is, gonna, Drift is oh, going yeah. to uh, back him up and, and like kind of aim his gun at the other guy. Oh yeah, the other man. Sure. like that. And Josh is gonna. Oh get, wait, is there another guy? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. We're very aggressive. I'm gonna grab that dagger from. Like, <laughs> I've grabbed my dagger from you, the core. You, you focus. You help us, t- Josh, with with the. With yeah. yeah. The oh yeah, I, I I I point my dagger towards him. And anyway, Josh is gonna walk over and he's gonna he's gonna uh, <clears throat> say in his best security guard voice possible, uh, "Sir, I'm gonna have to uh, search you before you uh, can leave." I'm afraid that's uh, not going to be uh, possible, friend. All right, then just bend your leg for me. Mm. <laughs> he bends his left leg. It's like, see, works, uh, works fine. That's great. Now bend the other one. You know, I got a little injured. I don't want to get, like, it's probably sprained. Uh, don't really need you to do that. Josh uh, is going to do that dramatic thing where he takes his sword out and points it right at the neck and <laughs> say, please bend your other leg for me. You can't hurt me. My forces are probably up above as we speak. You uh, wouldn't kill me, just the highest s- ranking officer. Dude, shoot him. And he... He backs away, uh, and he looks like he's about to shoot you, Lola. Uh, and then Siegfried says, wait, wait. Let's calm down, everybody. All right? Everybody. He looks at you, Lola, and Drifter especially. He says, I wouldn't want to make an international incident right in the middle of high tensions or anything. Right? Everyone? I sheath my dagger. Okay. Drifter, yeah, puts his gun down. But I shoot daggers with my eyes at Philip because he's a bully. Everyone, I think, at this point is very tense. You somehow manage to get back up the elevator shaft despite your hatred of each other, and you're exiting the building itself. Your goal accomplished for the most part. Philip and his two remaining men, as soon as you guys get out of there, they get out first. By the time you get up to the top of it, They've disappeared. And um, as you're up at the top of the platform, you notice something about Chosh. He's having a hard time breathing. You look at his tank, and you notice that he does not have enough to return with. And that, in fact, someone has slit the tube, causing it to lose air. There were, what, four men who died? Maybe one of them has a working respirator system. Where are they? They're in the middle of the woods. (laughs) Siegfried at this point says to you all look those men they're probably trying to kill us at this point we, we have to split up there's no choice I'll take Chosh we'll go towards those we'll go towards the bodies I'll help him get there I'll split my respirator if need be you all need to get out of here in time possibly get help if you can where, 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 where do we go I'm heading towards where we attacked earlier like Drifter said it was a good so, idea uh, sorry um, I meant to say where do we go where shall we go do I still have a 30 foot jump what I still have a 30 foot jump. Sure. <laughs> Drifter is going to jump 30 feet in the air and look for the best way out of the jungle. You jump high above the rotten trees and you see the, you clearly see the fastest way out. You know, you'll probably even, if you would run now, you'll probably even beat them. Okay. I'm going to tell the group that way. Yeah. But I say, I, I'm, I'm not leaving Josh. We're all going no, together. No, I'm not leaving. He can't die again. We, we, I won't let him. All right, fine. We don't have time. You split the respirators as best you can until you uh, reach the area where you were attacked earlier. You um, find like the mold kind of remains of the former members of his troop looking for possible respirator for Chosh. Um, why don't you all just roll an investigation check? That's 11. 16. 7. I got a 20, so it's all good. Wow. <laughs> Go Siegfried. Um, Siegfried finds a mask for you almost immediately. Um, he then goes to a different body. After he finds you the mask, you're easily equipped and you're able to breathe freely again. Um, but he dawdles at another body for a long time. Siegfried, what are you doing? What on earth are you doing? We must leave. All right, all right, fine, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll go, go. I just needed to... Never mind, we'll go. We, we don't have time. Let's go. And you begin making your way uh, out of the jungle. As you exit, you are greeted, as we would expect, by Philip. But he's not just with his two men. He's with an entire company of troops. And then he goes and he smiles at you. And he says, Well, it's nice of you to join us here. And you see what he was carrying out. It was a canister of that poison from before. Good job bumming around. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally going into a jungle coming from a jungle let's point this out we just came from a jungle the first biome you want to explore is another jungle cool he was getting to know his new son and waiting um bastards join us next time for the next exciting episode of tabletop theater moth to flame